0: Hello and welcome to Adam analyzes my name is Adam and I'll be your host first things first if my voice sounds a little off uh, that is because I am just getting over a cold if you have just listened to the latest episode of in our honest opinion you will hear me and my voice slowly uh, slowly die out by the (laughs) by the end of it so anyway nothing I can do about that trying to get better. But anyway, I think we should get on with the episode. This one here is probably one that is, I guess, Arnold Schwarzenegger's first big-budget flop. And it's 1994's Last Action Hero. I guess on paper, the plot of Last Action Hero is pretty standard and pretty basic. Young Danny is a big fan of his action movies specifically action movies with the character known as jack slater played by arnold schwarzenegger and well with the help of a magic movie ticket he winds up becoming a part of the latest jack slater film this one here was actually a lot of fun for me to go back to i have not seen it since i was a kid probably Before the year 2000, I would say probably in 96 to 97 was probably the last time I saw it and It was a lot of fun for me back then and it's a lot of fun to watch now I have very fond memories of this movie and my specific fond memory of last action hero actually stems from the fact that this is one of the few movies that I actually got to see in the theater with my mom and dad And seeing it with both of them, with them being divorced, however, they were very good friends, it just usually did not work out that I saw a lot of movies with both of them. And this is one of the few, if only, instances that I can remember of actually going to the theater with them. And so, for that reason, I kind of have a special place in my heart for this movie. Even though I do think that it is a great film. It's just that with being a child that grew up with divorce, it wasn't normal for me to go with both of them to the theater, and it was great to be able to experience that. A little bit of normalcy there, which is a little different from what I perceived as normal. I remember going to see this movie and then also going to Burger King to get the Last Action Hero Cup that had the little plastic thing and it would allow the cup to come to life. It was a gimmick, but hey, this was cool back in 1994. So as far as the actual movie goes, I think uh, we should get into a little bit of possible history and maybe just discuss some of the cool things in the movie, specifically how Sony used it as a, I guess, big budget commercial there are two things that kind of come to mind with this movie and that's the fact that this is the first time i can ever remember seeing a mini disc on screen for those of you who do not know the mini disc was a sony developed platform that was kind of a miniature cd and if i remember correctly it was kind of housed in a plastic thing so it gave you i guess the cd quality audio but the convenience of a cassette tape but it was tiny. I remember seeing these things at Best Buy, and well, players were expensive, and I wasn't really too much into music at that time, but I do remember seeing some albums on it, such as Pearl Jam's Versus. But the format never took off, and it's cool to see it here. The other thing that's in this movie is actually the new Sony cell phone. At the time, cell phones were gigantic and big, And if you look at some of the cell phones that are used in the movie world, they appear to be a specific cell phone. And that specific cell phone was Sony's newest phone at the time. So they really use this movie with, I guess, ideas of product placement in mind. Which doesn't really bother me. I actually kind of enjoy to see that stuff. Uh, It kind of dates the movie. But it also reminds me of when the movie was there, and even reminded me of forgotten technology, such as the mini-disc. I personally think the plot and action and comedy throughout this film is a lot of fun. It allows Arnold Schwarzenegger to sort of make fun of himself and parody himself a little bit. And it works, because you really get the feeling that he is having a good time doing this. I like that the movie goes and plays up on the cliches of action movies. A lot of the action is ridiculous and over the top and I think it's very funny because a lot of the action films from the 80s that this is making fun of specifically it doesn't really feel like it's making fun of it. It also feels like a homage at the same time. So I can't really fault the movie for that And it makes me wonder why this movie did so bad in it's original test screenings. From what I read about this movie, the test screenings were disastrous. And Sony spent all this money on the movie and they figured that they were going to have a flop on their hands. So what they did with the test results from the test screening, they actually ripped up the cards, which is pretty hilarious too. Remember how I said earlier that Danny got to be a part of the movie? Well, I think that the whole meta approach where Arnold Schwarzenegger is playing a fictional character in the movie and that this fictional movie world does exist, but it exists specifically in a movie world, I think it's actually a cool idea. And the fact that we are going and typing these scripts and directing these films but yet they're filled with real-life characters. They just don't realize that all of their actions are generally predestined. So we're like their god at that point, and it's just a fascinating idea. And I think the whole meta approach and breaking the fourth wall that they do here, I think it would be or would have been better appreciated, I would say, nowadays or maybe even earlier in in the 80s. It really does seem like it's a movie that it's a, I guess, the right movie, but it was at the wrong time. Because there's nothing really bad about the movie, and in many ways, it's pretty smartly written. Shane Black uh, co-wrote the script for this one, and I think a lot of the stuff uh, is present that was in his other films, such as Iron Man 3. And that is the fact that a kid is helping out. The hero here, and it's kind of cool because I think Shane Black's fingerprints are all over this movie. But but the whole breaking the fourth wall meta approach is even more fun when Jack Slater and the villain of the movie Benedict, when they actually make their way to our world, they come out of the movie screen, uh, and it's just it sets up some really cool things, and that's where the whole meta approach they were going to take out Arnold Schwarzenegger so that there could be no more Jack Slater films. And I think that was actually a pretty good idea too. With that, we actually get a cartoon version of Arnold Schwarzenegger at the big premiere of the latest Jack Slater film. And it's kind of funny because you have his then wife, Maria Shriver, she's sick of hearing the stupid stuff that's coming out of his mouth in the interview. Sets up a pretty funny moment and also sets up some pretty awesome cameos too. A lot of these cameos at the premiere are blink and you'll miss them. The only ones that don't really have that blink and you'll miss it type of thing about it is the fact that Jim Belushi is being interviewed in it and he's saying about how his wife loves Arnold Schwarzenegger and she thinks about him all the time and he just wants to get her home while she's still hot and heavy for Arnold. It's kind of a funny thing the way he says it, of course he says it a lot better than what I did, <laughs> but it's still a funny scene. But some of the other cameos there, you have John claude Van Damme, you have Chevy Chase, Damon Wayans, I mean there's even a cameo from MC Hammer, which is kind of funny and then in the movie world too you also have the fact that sylvester stallone was the one that played arnold's character of the t-800 in terminator 2 and then you also get another terminator 2 gag you get robert patrick he is the t-1000 and he shows up in the exact same cop uniform and the same look because it's in the movie world and if you look right there in that same scene you'll see sharon stone And she's playing her character from Basic Instinct. So this movie is really great as far as the way things were thought out. And I think a lot of audiences and critics, I don't think they really got it. Or if they did get it, they thought that they were too smart for the movie. Something, because it's really not a bad film and it didn't deserve to be a flop. Thankfully, Arnold would bounce back from his two flops here. The other flop, I believe that was released in the same year, it might be 94 or 95, I'm not sure which, but that was actually Junior, which if you have not seen it, I don't think the movie's that funny. It's supposed to be hilarious that Arnold Schwarzenegger would be a pregnant man, but I really don't think it was a funny movie from my memories of it. I think that one probably deserved to be a flop, but... Thankfully, he did bounce back with True Lies. True Lies definitely needs a release on Blu-ray. It needs a release on streaming. As of now, the only way you can get a high-def copy is if you go and buy the DVD, which is non-anamorphic, which is not good. If you don't know what that is, look it up. And you can actually go and get a 1080p copy from Voodoo by doing the disk to digital program. It's the only way to see this movie in high def and in a decent format. And this comes from a guy who is not a primarily digital person, but that's another story for a different day. Hopefully James Cameron gets on the ball and we do get a nice Blu-ray or 4K release of True Lies. We definitely need it. One other thing on Last Action Hero, this was directed by John McTiernan, who has also directed Die Hard as well as Predator, and also had a string of flops in his career. I think as a director, he probably deserves a little bit better, even though if you're really looking at it, a lot of his films are not are not too striking, either artistically or with style. So hopefully he gets back on the ball too, because again, this was one of his flops that definitely did not deserve it. You could easily take this as a family film, and I think the kids and family would uh, definitely enjoy it. I saw it when I was around 10 years old, and it's a movie that, you know, I'm glad I did get to see it. And I saw it in the theater, and watching it again, I thought it was even better than before. But with that being said, I think I'm going to close out this episode. As a reminder, you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Adam Also, check out my website at adamanalyzes.com. You can catch up on some past episodes and listen to the current one. If you don't do the social media thing and have any questions, comments, or requests, you can send an email to me at adamanalyzespodcast at gmail.com. And also, if you have a free moment, if you would go and please uh, leave a review for me at your podcast listening platform of your choice. It definitely helps me to continue creating, uh, raise awareness for my podcast. And also, I just love those digital hugs. But with that being said, good night.